Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. All right, welcome to the Warrior Mindset. Always, always, always thank you for tuning in. I know that you could spend your time with any of the other 800 million podcasts that are out there, but you picked this one, and it makes me feel great. That's why I do it. So thank you for tuning in. Um, So I am a big fan of Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday is author of... uh, you know, ego is the enemy. Uh, you know the I forget the other one. The the difficulty is the way. Whatever that's called, you can look it up. Ryan Holiday. He's got uh, the Daily Stoic website. You can go check out. Make sure and link it up. He was recently on uh, Mark Divine, Mark Divine's Unbeatable Mind podcast. And uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Coach Coach Divine and his work. And Ryan Holiday really fits in well there. It's a great little discussion they have. Um, and, you know, Coach Divine always talks about courage and how important it is to cultivate your courage because it seeps into other parts of your life, not only just helping you make decisions, but how you deal with others, um, how you navigate tough decisions, tough situations. The Seven Stoic Keys to Being Courageous is what Run Holiday put out. And these things hit me, and I've looked at it four or five times and uh, just listened to that podcast, and it hit me, and I thought it would be a good topic because we can all use a little more courage in our life, or we can all use new approaches to cultivating daily courage. So I kind of want to go through these. The Seven Stoic Keys to Being Courageous. Number one, remember that we suffer more in imagination than in reality. Man, ain't that right. Tom Petty has a great line. uh, Most things in life I worry about never happen anyway. And we tend, as, as humans, humans that care, we tend to create our own narratives about problems. We tend to um, worry things up, build anxiety by overthinking things. We create bigger problems out of things than they actually turn out to be. Don't we? I do. How many times, I can't count how many times in my life that I've needed to have a tough conversation or do something that I perceived as being painful that I simply kept putting off and building anxiety over. And then once I did it, it felt, I felt so great. I felt lighter, less stress. Why didn't I do that before? I can't think of how many times I've done that. 
remember that we suffer more in imagination than in reality. We are our own worst enemy most of the time. Um, Number two, don't try to picture everything bad that could possibly happen. Stick with the situation at hand. So, uh, man, that's a good one from Marcus Aurelius. We tend to do that too. It kind of goes with number one, but it's a slightly different, different flavor, different flavor of number one, where we kind of like, you know, everything's going to be terrible. Oh, why is the client calling me? They have bad news. Oh, why is my mom calling me right now? Who died? Right? We have to learn to simply deal with what we're presented with and nothing more the moment that it's being presented, right? Because we can't just sit there and spin out and think everything's terrible, right? Don't picture everything bad that could possibly happen. I mean, yeah, you know, you're you're sending your, your teenager off, you're letting your teenager go out, you know, and you're worried that, you know, they're going to have, they're going to get drunk and have the worst car accident with all of their friends in the car as they possibly could ever have. I mean, you're, you are creating that terrible scenario in your own brain that's going to give you so much more stress. It's okay to worry, but don't make it worse. Don't let your imagination make it worse. Stick with what you're presented, right? Number three. Be okay with looking foolish or stupid. That's a that's a good way. Like I've seen people and I know people who will not uh, dip their toe into experiencing something new simply because they don't want to look like a beginner. Think about that. Is that you? Are you like that in certain aspects of your life? I mean, we all are. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here saying I'm perfect and I I never like I simply don't care about looking foolish or stupid to anyone ever. Like, you know, people say I do I look like I give a F, you know, like, yeah, everyone does. If you care, if you care, you you you're going to uh, be concerned with the way you present to others and you should. It's okay. But I think that you begin to cross the line when you don't start because you're worried about failing and you're worried about the way you'll look if you don't succeed. You won't try something new, a new activity, a new skill, whatever, because you don't want to look like a beginner to your peers. Right? We were, we were all beginners at something at some point in our life. You know, at one point in your life, you couldn't walk and talk. You couldn't change your own diaper. You know what I mean? Like, that's why children have so much fun when they play. And when children, they, they're not worried about it. They don't, you know, if, if like learning a new language, if you're so worried about all the effort and using it and sounding stupid... If you were like that when you were little, 
you would never learn to actually talk in the first place. I don't know if that analogy holds any merit. It sounds kind of silly now that I said it. Um, There you go. Be okay with looking foolish. Try something new. Get out there. Screw it up. You know, if you're with someone, with an instructor, a teacher, a coach, who's helping you do it and they, you feel bad by not being immediately successful in front of them or they make you feel bad, you need to get a new coach. You need to get a new instructor, teacher, or whatever. Because that person is a jackass. Number four, adversity reveals. Look at difficulty as a sparring partner, a chance to prove yourself. Now that's a great way to sort of spin things. And it's one that I struggle with. It's one that I struggle with. I struggle with being in the moment when bad things are happening. So a lot of times when bad things start happening, I will get, um, I will either get aggressive towards it or I will just shut down and like act like I don't care. And I think, I think those are two pretty standard reactions to adversity, to things, to difficulty, when things go sideways on you. But, uh, you know, this is one that uh, Jocko, you know, when he says good, you know, it's like client being difficult, good. You know, you need to, need to make more money, good. You know, did you fall and skin your knee, good. Like whatever, he's saying that like, don't just react to the negative. Look at it as the thing you're going to overcome and plan for the growth you're going to experience and the victory you're going to have whenever you overcome it. Focus on that part of it. You know, if a client's unhappy with you, well, there's a, you know, here's your chance to prove to them you're worth the money they're paying you, right? If a customer is unhappy with your product, well, now's your chance to make it good with them by going over the top and making their experience better, right? You know, when we spar, it's not, a lot of people look at life as just combat, you know? A lot of people look at life as a zero-sum game, like, I either I have to win and destroy everyone, right? I mean that's just how a lot of a lot of us operate and, and a lot of times we we do it subconsciously, but I think like the Stoics think, I think life is like a sparring partner. It's a give and take. You're not always gonna be on top, you're not always gonna be on bottom. Hell, you're not always gonna be in the middle. Sometimes it's like a it's like a wave sign, it's like a roller coaster. And just because things are down doesn't mean that you need to wallow in the adversity, right? You, it's, it's a chance to reveal what you have to offer, to reveal your winning spirit. So look at difficulty as a sparring partner, a chance to prove yourself. Hell yeah. Number five, consider what else you've been through. What? what you've had the strength to endure. Consider what else you've been through, what you've had the strength to endure. I think people make this comparison a lot where they're like, 
like I've seen it in the gym where you're doing something really hard, and you're like, well, this is not the hardest one we've ever done. Right? You're comparing what you're doing to something more difficult that you've overcome. So this thing should be easier. So why am I complaining? Why am I worrying about suffering? You know? And we see it a lot, too, where we're like, oh, I'm hungry. But, you know, I'm not like some other unfortunate people in the world who might be starving. I'll be okay. It's a good way to sort of set or reset your baseline for where you are at the moment. You know, it could always be worse. And it's not right now. It's also a great way to celebrate victories. Like, remember that time where shit went so bad, but we actually have changed this and that, and now we're better for it? I had a situation, I've talked about it a lot on other shows, but I had a situation, God, I don't know how long now, 2017, I don't know, six or seven years ago, somewhere in there, um, where I, you know, I messed up. Um, I messed up. I, I, I messed up a couple of projects. I wasn't managing them properly. He was kind of letting the inmates run the asylum in terms of people working on the project. And, uh, the client, the client called me on it. You know, they threatened to sue. Um, we had, and we had a serious thing we had to, to resolve with this client who was threatening to sue us. We were communicating with the client through a lawyer and, um, it was bad. It, it essentially put my business out, like it put us out of business. And I, we're still in business only because I uh, sort of reimagined the way we were doing business and changed things so drastically. Wound up doing a ton of work to uh, just make the client, make that person happy so they wouldn't, so it was made, made good on what we, basically make good on what we said we were going to do, even though it wasn't exactly the same. It was enough to make them happy enough to, uh, you know, happy enough to fire us instead of just sue us. Um, but you know, that was bad. Even then it, it was, I was still alive. Like I was still, I still had the ability to think strategically. I still had the ability to actually do some things to make them happy enough right? And even now we have some client issues where the client's, you know, complaining or, or, uh, you know, we've made mistakes or whatever. I mean, it's, you know, we're all humans. It's just, it's business. It's, you know, you just go through it and do things, but I think, well, it's not that scenario. So it's not that it's not there yet. So I can still head this off. I still have an opportunity to, uh, you know, number four, use this as a use this difficulty as a chance to prove myself. I still have that opportunity. Right? And I, you know, often think, yeah, you know, pretty good. I'm able to sort of see this and and do it and fix it. I think I think we all need some number 5 in our life. You know, even even the way things are now in the world, like with you know, COVID or whatever. Yeah, it's it sucks, you know. Things are are weird. Whatever. But it's not World War 2. 
you know? It's not that bad. It's not it's not nine eleven all over again. You know? Um yeah, I know you can debate all kinds of angles on that, but stick with my stick with the uh the sentiment for what I'm going for. Um Yeah, so I think I think we should study number five. Number six, quit worrying about what other people will think. Yeah, that kind of goes with um, number three, but three is very specific about looking foolish. Number six, quit worrying about what other people will think. Cicero. I don't read a lot of Cicero. That was an interesting one. Um, Quit worrying about what other people will think slash say. Yeah, man. Um, there are there are positives and negatives to this. I, I definitely see negatives if it holds you back or causes you anxiety or keeps you from doing something. If you're worrying about negativity, if you're worrying about them judging you. If you're working on a project worrying about how it will be received um, critically by those you work with or your boss, that's going to be an anxiety-filled project. This podcast, if I sit here and worry about the things I say to the point where I'm worried about how you're going to receive it so much to the point where it scares me to where I won't record it, well, then what's the point? You can use it as a positive thing, and I do that too. I, I, I use it. I try to do this, I try to do the inverse of this, and it's not that I've read this and I try to do the inverse of this. I just generally use it as motivation when I do things where I'm trying to make somebody proud. Like I'm, I'm like, I want to do this to the level where my mentor in this area would approve. I, would, I want to do this to the point where they would be proud of me as my mentor, right? And I think that's great motivation. That's a great baseline that you can use for yourself and help motivate yourself. You know, um, but the word worrying about, I mean, worrying about that can be understood as well, that you're just generally doing it either way or, or not. Right. Having a little, uh, in the moment mind would go a long way too. Number seven in the last one, Remind yourself that without difficulty, no one can ever know what you're capable of. Not even you. Um, you know, that's right there with the, uh, whichever one it was, uh, number four. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a thing before you take on, before you take on something difficult, you know, you can remind yourself that, you know, without difficult things, <laughs> then everything would be easy. And then everyone would be as good as I am. Everyone would be doing the same amount of stuff. We would all be the same. Nothing would be impressive. You'd never know what you're made of. You'd never know how deep your training goes. You'd never know if you're worth the shit. It's sort of the opposite, right? Without, without assholes in the world, there's no nice guys, nice people. 
(laughs) Just tell yourself that. Without this hard task in front of me, then I just have a meaningless job. Like, whatever. No one can ever know what you're capable of without without going through the difficult things. Right? That's why, like, marathons exist. You know? That's why we have black belts in the world. We have these levels of things, and those were two very specific things, but I think you get my point. Fortune favors the brave. Yeah. Cause, because if, you're, if you lack courage in the areas that we're talking about here, uh, you're not going to, you're not going to try. You know, we use the word courage and yeah, like a firefighter bursting into a building or a policeman doing his job or a, a soldier doing his thing or, you know, astronaut going into space. Yeah, that's courage. We're talking about with the Stoics here with this post, we're talking about normal everyday courage. Fortune favors the brave. Yeah. Boil it down. Keep it simple. And here's the other part. This is a quote by Ruth Gordon. Courage is very important. Like a muscle, it is strengthened by use. And that's true. We have to train it. We have to cultivate it. We can't just ignore it. And again, we're talking about the normal, everyday occurrences of courage. These things that we have to overcome that we're usually in our own way over. Practice it. Get after it. I hope this was helpful. hope it was uplifting. I dig this stuff. I love Ryan Holiday's work. Daily Stoic. Um, This post is awesome. I'll link it up. Uh, Get out there. Find your courage. Get after it, y'all.